G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, as a parent, you know that when you and your spouse are pregnant, expecting a new addition to your family, you hold many hopes for your baby. A safe delivery, a name that you've chosen and how you're going to announce their birth. But as you know, the journey from falling pregnant to giving birth can, for some mothers, be a perilous time. The threat of miscarriage and then complications that may mean a premature birth are times of tremendous pressure. Well, during the month of May, there is a special focus on mothers and their premature babies. One in ten babies in Australia will be preterm. And what researchers say is that many mums suffer feelings of guilt and helplessness and fearing for the survival of their child. Rachel Taufer is one of those mums who felt enormous pressure and guilt with the birth of her baby and received tremendous support from the Miracle Babies Foundation. Rachel is joining us. Hello, Rachel. Welcome along to 2020. Hi, Neil. Thank you for having me. Rachel, you had an issue with a preterm birth with your fourth baby, a beautiful little girl. Her name is Estelle. Take us back and tell us a little of your story. All right. Uh, So my husband and I had always planned on four children together. And so um, we were really delighted to find out we were pregnant with our fourth back in 2015 Um, because we prayed for this baby and hoped for this baby. Um, Unfortunately, at seven weeks gestation, I had my first very heavy bleed and we thought that we'd lost our baby. Um, Luckily, they found a heartbeat, but that wasn't the end of our worries. Um, I was placed onto bed rest and as the pregnancy progressed, my complications became more and more severe. Um, So at 19 weeks, I was actually diagnosed with complete placenta previa, which is a low-lying placenta as well as placenta accreta, which is um, when the placenta abnormally attaches to the uterine wall. Um, and so I was told then to expect to deliver early, but we never expected to deliver as early as we did. So um, at 21 weeks gestation, um, while still on bed rest at home, I had a very heavy bleed and was rushed to hospital by ambulance. And from that day onwards, I was basically told We'll take it minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day. We'll try and get you as far along in the pregnancy as we can. But unfortunately, if your baby comes now, she's too small to be saved. She'll be placed in your husband's arms until she takes her final breath. Whilst we work to save your life. What was happening with my placenta was it was kind of went rogue um, and it had um, grown through the uterus and attached my bladder, making it percreta, which is the most severe form of accreta. Um, Accreta has a maternal mortality rate of about 1 in 14. When you get to the stage of Percreta, it's about 1 in 9. So it was no longer only life-threatening for Estelle, it was life-threatening for myself as well. So it was definitely a really horrible time for us. Um, There was never any certainty and it was definitely filled with fear. Um, At 26 weeks and 3 days, my body gave way. And I went into preterm labour, became septic and abrupted. 
Unfortunately, it was on a Sunday night um, and there were skeleton staff at the hospital and we didn't have the interventional radiology that was planned. Um, but by the grace of God um, and the work of the doctors and the Red Cross and um, Westmead Hospital staff, we were both saved. Um, so when Estelle was actually born, she was born blue, she wasn't breathing, she had to be resuscitated um, and rushed off to NICU, which is where she stayed for the next three months fighting for her life. And for me, um, I had to have a classical cesarean hysterectomy where I lost uterus, tubes, cervix, part of my bladder and five litres of blood. So that's about 14 units transfused time in ICU for me. Rachel, um, some listeners will be saying, wow, uh, difficulties from seven weeks, 21 weeks, you had a very, very close call or scare and then giving birth to beautiful little Estelle at 26 weeks. And then she goes into the neonatal intensive care unit and typically there for as long as a month or more. Was that Estelle's stay or was it longer? Her stay was longer. Um, generally, the earlier they're born, the longer they stay. Um, we, my husband and, my, and myself, in our mind, we thought once she's born, as long as she survives the birth, hopefully things should start to get easier for us. But it didn't get easier. It was just as difficult, but a different type of difficult because the fear factor never went away. The uncertainty didn't go away. And Estelle had severe complications because she was born so preterm. So she was born with a hole in her heart. She was exposed to septicemia because I myself was septic. She had to be on um, continuous positive airway pressure for several weeks um, to help support her breathing. So she had a lot of equipment attached to her. She had central lines. Um, she had lots of um, equipment keeping her alive, um, which I think for many parents is where the guilt comes in because for me it was like looking into my womb. She was in an incubator being kept alive by artificial machines. That was my job. I was supposed to keep her alive inside me until she was turned. It must be such a challenge to go through all of those things and sometimes we don't give enough attention to the well-being of a mum and, of course, the well-being of a baby that's born prematurely because the way you describe it, it's a very scary situation. And the support that you need while you're going through that, it's there uh, but you need to be aware of it in some sense, because uh, which is what we're talking a little bit about today, because there is a group that was supporting you, the Miracle Babies Foundation. How supportive were they when you were going through all of that? Uh, the Miracle Babies Foundation were wonderfully supportive, and it's probably a good time to point out that they can support mothers even during pregnancy or a threatened pregnancy, which had I known before, I definitely would have linked in. Um, so in the NICU, we were given a survival pack, which Miracle Babies sends out, for um, all the families who have a baby born premature in a NICU. And um, that was had a book with some really, according to the Nurture book, and um, lots of great information there. My husband really liked that. I, at the time, I couldn't really absorb too much more. I was aware that there were groups happening um, once or twice a week in the NICU, but um, having three older children at home, it was very difficult for me to make it to one of those group meetings. So I was really um, happy and excited when another... Miracle Mum came and told me that they have nurture groups for when you leave hospital um, because things that um, you don't really understand unless you have had a preterm infant is that when you come home from hospital, the journey's not finished. It's a very different um, path into parenthood and motherhood and um, babies who are born premature, they often have um, lower immunity and they can have lots of special needs and so going to a regular play group can be a very scary prospect because 
um, the sound of a sneeze or a cough or the sight of a runny nose will make me run because I know that if my baby, who's born premature, gets a cold, it might be a cold on one child, but it's pneumonia on mine and I'll be back in hospital. So Nurture Group is a safe space um, for parents to come together who have been through the NICU journey or a special care journey. And we have an understanding and an acceptance um, that there's no tolerance for um, germs. So if you're unwell, you stay away. So we respect that. Um, there's hand sanitizer, which is really um, great because that's kind of we live by it now. And um, it's such a really supportive community where, you know, there's no comparison with your baby because your baby's on their own path in terms of development. And um, it's I just find that the parents there, we really just cheer each other's babies on and it's just a really nice community to be linked in with. Rachel, as a Christian, what does it do for your faith when you face all of these unknowns, when your own health is in crisis, when your baby's health is in crisis? What does it do for your faith when you look to God for his support? I think there was a point where, you know, we started saying, you know, why God, why would why would you um, put us through this, basically? But then there came this real understanding and clarity and acceptance that God only gives us what we can handle and that God's got this, that he will carry us through when we are unable to carry on ourselves. And so it was very much putting all our trust into our faith and knowing that he's already written our book. Um, He already knows the ending to our story and just really trusting that he will... Um, hold us when we need to be held. I definitely felt his presence um, during the pregnancy and during the NICU journey and when Estelle has been readmitted since then, um, in particular when I was in labour and we knew that there was um, a very real possibility that I might not wake up from the surgery and that if I did wake up that I might wait to the news that Estelle hadn't made it earthside. Um, and I remember turning to my husband and saying goodbye to him and telling him, you know, please tell our kids every day that I love them. And I actually had, um, in the passages, I walked through the valley of the shadow of death, I see no evil. And I just felt this really warm presence and I just accepted what will be will be and I really trusted in God and I feel that he was really meticulous in facing who needed to be in the operating theatre on that day to save us. He'd already decided how all that was going to play out. So um, no matter how much I worried... He wasn't going to do any good because God already had this. His plan is perfect and he already had it planned out for us. For some people, they would say, if I had to go through that, my faith would take a hit. But to experience something what you must have experienced, a new inner strength, when you felt like you weren't going to make it, that really draws you closer to God, doesn't it? It definitely draws you closer to God. And I think also the way that we... um, the reason why our faith didn't take a hit is because our local church community as well, they upheld us and we saw God's work through so many people's hands. The way that they nurtured our family, brought meals for our, um, for my husband and my children and colouring books for my children, the way they came and sat on the bedside and prayed with us, the way they supported us, um, it just made it really evident how, um, how close God is to us because he works through his people. Rachel, we do want to draw some attention during May to what's called a miracle month of May, the Miracle Babies Foundation calling on Aussies to help families who are challenged by prematurity or sickness during pregnancy. And they're looking for people to host 
events, miracle events in May and becoming a regular giver and making a donation, it is a worthy charity of support, isn't it? Uh, The Miracle Babies Foundation. Yeah, it's definitely a worthy charity of support because the um, money that you're giving to Miracle Babies Foundation goes directly to the families affected by premature birth or the birth of an unwell infant. And um, the support is tremendously enormous because if you can imagine... um, having post-traumatic stress disorder, which many mums do have when they experience a preterm birth, as well as anxiety. There's a um, very big mental toll, um, a psychological toll on the parents and the family. And so to have this support can actually help with that because you're surrounded by a community of um, mums and dads who have been um, through a similar process and um, it can just build you up on those times when it seems too hard. So... I can say from my point of view, like it's definitely made a real impact in our lives and, um, you know, they've given us opportunities to share our story as well, which has been incredibly healing. And we've just learned so much through Miracle Babies and they're just very giving and it's, um, you know, the focus isn't just on one person, it's on everyone who's been through a NICU or special care journey. Uh, Rachel, we've been talking about your little girl, Estelle. How old is Estelle now and uh, is she doing well? So little Estelle, she's one of the one in ten um, babies in Australia that's born preterm. And, yeah, we're very lucky. The, um, the staff at Westmead were amazing. She's done very well. Um, so she's supposed to be two at the end of this month in May. But because she came so early, she's already turned two back in February. Um, she's walking. She's talking. She's bought some pretty fashionable glasses. And she's got a lot of sass. So, yeah, we're very, um, very blessed by her and just her love of life. Um, I feel like we see God through her every day as well because she's just so um, incredibly happy and resilient and just absolutely loves life. And so it's amazing to be able to watch her grow and learn and develop. I suspect everyone listening to our conversation now will be cheering you along and cheering along little Estelle too. And let me point to the Miracle Babies Foundation and when they provide a survival kit, When you're going through pregnancy and you're facing the possibility of a preterm birth, they've got a 24-hour support line and, very importantly, those nurture groups. So how do you get in touch with them? There is a website, miraclebabies.org.au. That's miraclebabies.org.au. Rachel Taffer, wonderful to hear your story. Thank you so much for taking some time to share it with us and uh, for being with us today on 2020. Thank you. And I was going to say, if anyone wants to follow our story, we're at mummyminute.com. Um, and, yeah, we'd love to have some feedback from you as well. But definitely get on to miraclebabies.org.au. Mummyminute.com. Thanks for being with us, Rachel. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand. Or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.